This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello, Dreamers, and welcome to episode 117 of the Dreamers Disease podcast with me, Alex Manzi. And after going through my own battles with depression and anxiety, I wanted to create a platform to basically help inspire you to make a positive change in your life. And whether that is a discussion about everyday struggles or hearing the story of an inspirational guest, we aim to help you to start becoming the best version of you. And this is a brand new section within the podcast called The Corner, because this is now the corner of the podcast where I'll sit down with two other guests and have an open and honest discussion about a variety of topics. On this episode of The Corner, I am joined by Sachin Sharma, who's a life coach and business mentor, who also featured on our episode 102 of the podcast. If you want to hear a full interview of him, you can go there. And also joined by Anton Sava, who is first and foremost my friend, but is also someone who helps a lot with the content for this podcast and has his own company producing podcasts. During this conversation, we spoke about many, many things. We touched on masculinity and vulnerability, the balance of living in the present versus planning for the future. We spoke about our fears and some of our biggest fears and also the importance of doing and going out and getting things done. So before we jump in, I just want to thank you for listening. If you could hit subscribe and sign up to the podcast, you will get your weekly kind of update and the weekly feed will update itself. That would be amazing. And if you want to connect with me on Instagram, just take a shot of this, post it to your story and tag me at I am Alex Manzi and I will connect with you over there. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear this conversation with Sachin and Anton. So welcome. How's it going, boys? All right. Very good, bro. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Well, I say thanks for being here. We're in Anton's uh, apartment. So thanks for having us. It's all right. It's a, um, it's a pre- pleasure and a privilege. Yeah, of course. Um, so just, just to add some context to this conversation before we start, do you both want to let people know um, a bit about you? Sachin, you can go first because you've already been on the podcast as a full episode. Oh, yeah. So you don't have to dive in because people can check that episode out. It was episode 102, I think, I think so. it was. Um, but yeah, just give some context about what you do and everything else. Cool. So my name's Sachin. I'm a business coach and a spiritual mentor. I've been coaching for like three years, four years or so. I do a podcast as well um, and YouTube channel. I'm very active on the gram. That's about it. Nice. I'm um, I'm up to I'm up to a few different things at the moment. I'm going through a very uh, like a transient phase of life where like I, can, I do this, I do this, I do this. I'm I'm mainly a producer of podcasts. Mm. So that's it. So uh, Anton I'm, has been heard on the podcast a few times as well namely episode 50 episode 100 and then the end of year one last year yeah you've been on it a few times haven't you yeah. um, am i gonna get the uh, the soccer am well the match ball yeah, yeah. you should do actually to be fair you should do it's a third proper third time um but to give some context as to why the three of us are sitting down today is because as mentioned Sachin was on my podcast a few months ago then anton was on Sachin's podcast last month i think it was it went out yeah um I listened to that and I was like, messaged them both. I was like, right, the three of us need to have a conversation <laughs> ASAP. And here we are. Yes. Um, but yeah, Anton, um, interesting. I wanted to talk about this because you just mentioned you're kind of like, what did you say, transient? Yeah, yeah. How are you finding that? How's the kind of ad- adaptation? Because you were working full time. I was working full time, like selling advertising, did that for like five years. That's when I first moved to London, like five and a half years ago. And then before that, even I had like a proper normal like office job like the blandest thing ever in like a you know like a business park in Warrington mm. like outside of Liverpool it was grim and then I came to London moving to London was amazing and it continues to be so but 
I did in order to make that move to London I did have to get another job that was like yeah and that was just the way way things were but I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm transitioning transitioning now. <laughs> <laughs> and what's what's like the how have you found it in terms of a getting the work and b like staying motivated and staying on top of it because I know like for me tr- like transitioning into freelance from full-time work mm. like at first I was like yeah this is cool because I had work coming in left right and center and then there was like a period of two months when it was really quiet and I started to be like oh okay actually this isn't as great like, this is actually really hard now because like where's the next job coming from mm. so like how's that been for you in terms of like making sure you, you're getting enough work but also paying the bills and but also doing stuff that you want to do well Sachin will know I'm like I'm <laughs> literally like I was saying to him on um, Monday two days ago I was feeling just really frustrated on that particular day yeah. I was absolutely chocked I had loads to do you know work wise which sounds good but at the moment for me being completely honest like I'm producing these podcasts and I'm, and, and I'm editing I'm doing some I'm editing on some and, and that and I am enjoying it but at the moment I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going through the phase where the money I'm bringing in doesn't equate to the value that I'm, I'm putting out at the moment but and yeah. in answer to your question on that particular day I felt frustrated by it and I felt a little bit fucking emotional but then most other days I, I'm I'm pretty good at staying on top of that and being like, well, no, like I'm doing this for pure reasons. I'm mm. I'm actually loving what I'm doing. Like, look what you're doing now. Like, look who this, look this person is that you're meeting. Like, the excitement of putting something out there into the world. I'm getting all of that. So, yeah. In in answer to your question, there's the swings and roundabouts, basically. Yeah. Um. Do you find the same thing as well with what you do? Like mm. having having moments of like. I don't know, like ups and downs of quiet times, busy times, frustrating times. I, okay, so um, it's gonna. It might sound like a brag, but it's not. Uh, I used to have that a lot, man, and it doesn't really happen anymore because I've put systems in place. So one of my systems is always be creating clients, even if I don't need them. Like now, I'm not. I'm not trying to take on any more work, but I'm just in conversation all the time. That's what I need to do because I I enjoy it. Like it's fun for me and I don't want to hit that point where okay everyone's finished now I don't have any clients and Mm -hmm. that is scared that scares the shit out of me every time I think like don't get too comfortable because it could always happen like five people could not pay you then you're you're like half of what you should be Mm -hmm. and um in the beginning I did I got really (laughs) this is really funny someone paid my their first installment for my coaching uh program with them and uh, I was like yes winning that's like more than I've ever earned in my life I was like, yes, I'm down. And then like, they couldn't pay the rest and they had to cancel. And back then, like, I wasn't really well rehearsed in it. Mm. So I was like, fuck, what am I supposed to do now? Because I got so excited that this person signed up with me. I just stopped having other conversations. I was like, fuck it, I'm winning. Like, this is great. Uh, But yeah, I think for a lot of people who are freelancing in the beginning when you're transitioning, it's really important to like, yes, do what you love and be paid to do it. But also just be aware, like the more you do it, the more practice you get, the more you can charge, the more like you get some like lower paying clients first, start raising your fee when you're more busy. Like there's just certain things that you can put in place. But yeah, for me in the beginning, I made so many mistakes. Now, like it's very different. I've changed the way I operate quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. What about, I know you've talked about it on the podcast obviously before, but like 
<clears throat> maybe like using using what I've, I've me and my uh, Sachin have said as a launching point. Yeah. What what how have you found it? So I, compared to what I was saying, I I somewhere in between because I like I said I, mean, I was very fortunate for the first six months of being freelance. I had loads of work mm. and I was getting paid yeah. fairly well. And then I went to Japan, which was like a month out. Yeah. And then I came back and I had like two weeks work and then I didn't have work for like two months. Mm. And now I've got work again, which has been six months. So, you know, it's very difficult because like I'm in a position where I'm trying to work to save money and to free up time to obviously do the podcast and to do all the other stuff. And like I'm in you know, process of writing a book and there are all these different things and skateboarding, as everyone probably knows by now, I've, I mentioned it pretty much every podcast since I've started. <laughs> Um, so like for me I'm getting that balance quite well but then there's always the fear of like okay at the end of the six months what's going to happen like where does where does my money come from yeah. so it's like that fear's always there but at the same time I'm I'm very much and we were talking about something similar earlier not exact same situation but I was like I'm very much in the present of what I'm doing like, I don't want to have to think about three months time because I'm not living in three months I'm living now yeah. Like if I just focus on the stuff that's happening now, the rest will happen. And that's that's kind of just where I always take my mind back to. And it kind of settles me down a bit. Because mm-hmm. my 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 mind and my journey, with, especially with anxiety, is always like the worry of like, what's next? What's happening? Mm. Like, what's the thing? What about this? What about that? What about that? And it's like a hundred million questions at once, all the time, constantly, forever. So the more I bring myself back into like the now, the more that's that, that kind of, I fight that off and it kind of settles down and I kind yeah. of live with it easier. There's, so there's one thing that I want to mention you would, when we're talking about like money management for anyone who runs a business or is freelancing, there's a book called profit first It's an accounting system. I don't know if anyone else has heard of no. it. It's like you, when you, okay. So let's say like, if you come to my house, I'm going to put food out, but we like on a sharing platter, but we'll all have our own separate plates, right? Yeah. Like we're not all just going to feed from one place. And it's kind of the same, like you have one account where your money comes in, then you separate it. Yeah, yeah, so one that. could be for tax, one could be for expenses, one could be for salary, mm-hmm. and then the other one is like something else. But yeah, that's that has helped me tremendously because yeah. I was terrible with money before. Yeah, I do that. I've, so I basically, I get paid into... Um, it's just such a random topic as well. To <laughs> I get paid into one account then I've got like my day-to-day flex account which is my debit card and I transfer money in every two weeks every four weeks mm-hmm. but like only like small sums like 250 quid at a time yeah, yeah. yeah and then I've got another bank which is like a savings account and then another pot which is like tax money like you said so I kind of break break that up and it kind of makes the whole process a little I got cool. mad anxiety about the tax like I yeah. was so scared <laughs> Man, I was lucky I got a tax rebate this year I was so I was nice. so lucky <clears throat> I got the rug completely pulled from beneath me oh. earlier this year oh yeah I remember Tax. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's tough when that they'll happens. lock you in a fucking cage if you don't pay <laughs> that shit and that's do you know what's fucked up yeah I don't I'm, I'm, I'm apologise for like continuing this topic because it's not really what we talked about <laughs> but yo like they don't need a warrant to come into your house yeah. and take your shit if you haven't paid your tax how fucked is that it's mad it's mad um, but yeah, I, I was gonna go try and move into something yeah, smooth. Segue. But I don't really, I don't really know what to go into there. But you know, actually, do you know, what? we were having a really interesting conversation before we started about vanity and like image and all that sort of stuff because Sachin may or may not be going on a date after this. So it's very under the bus because <laughs> when it, when we turned up, I was like, oh, you're, you're looking sharp, and he he said he might be going on a date after. So basically, 
we 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 went into a conversation while Anton was setting up about vanity and kind of buying things and doing things to like look good and feel good and and the rest of it. So like, yeah, do like I don't know how to I don't know what the question is really there. I suppose, but like, well, I kind of want to expand on that bit. I would really interesting. I would like to expand on what we were talking about in the sense of like, yes, you can you can dress good to feel good, and I think that's dope. But what you said was uh, very interesting, and it's very. I think a lot of people might be in the same situation as me, where it's like, okay, for a long time, I didn't really give a fuck. Like, I would roll with tracksuit bottoms everywhere, mm. not shave, um, just not give a shit about my appearance, and just, uh, it would feel alright. Like, I'd be like, whatever. People used to call me Street Jesus, because I had long hair, and like, I just was rolling with the beard and all that. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed it, it was fine. Street Jesus. But like, you know, there's a... Um, there was a point uh, probably last year where I started to care a bit more. I started dating and I was like, yeah, when I dress good, I feel good. But then you said I could roll in this outfit for X amount of days and it's cool. Yeah. And the difference like, so yeah, we know it's personal preference, but when is it, the question that I find interesting is when is it vanity that you're taking too far? And when is it vanity like, Oh, it's just basic stuff that I do to take care of myself. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and also like the other thing that I threw in the mix was like, is vanity really you're making yourself feel good because you feel like you look good in other people's eyes? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like for me, and I'm not I'm not saying this is your case, but like you're dressing well today, for example, because you you wanted to feel good and you wanted to look good, but you wanted to look good in the other person's eyes. So you're you're putting that pleasure in someone else's place in in their power do you know what I mean it's not you haven't yeah, really yeah. done it for yourself but you've told yourself you have but then in a way yeah yeah not I, and again I'm not yeah, saying yeah, that is the case cool. but do you know what I mean that's just yeah that's I how like I that. that's how I that's how I visioned it yeah where do you think like grooming fits into this whole puzzle yeah. because cats groom yeah cats clean them animals clean all animals groom yeah yeah so like where does that fit into this yeah. conversation because maybe that's just that's just our next level human yeah. form of fucking grooming really, innit? Yeah, it's true. But then is it like, is it that? Because there's obviously the basics. So I think the question is like, when you're doing something, like this is the question I used to ask myself is like, am I actually doing this for me? Mm. Or am I doing this because I'm telling it's for me, but it's actually not for me at all. It's for other people's opinion. What I want other mm. people's opinions of me to be. But then let's look at it like so, I mean, performance yeah. based, right? Let's say you go to the gym and you're wearing some some whack shit. I don't even know what, but like you're wearing some some stuff that doesn't make you feel like, yeah, I'm going to work mm. out. For me, I'm gonna put a t-shirt on, I'm gonna put some shorts on, and I'm putting my headphones on, and, and I'm, and okay, for me, like I have these bin man gloves. Yeah. When I put them on, like weight training mode, Sachin kicks in. I'm like, yo, I'm here to, I put, start putting the UK grime on, Fredo 100, if anyone knows that tune, respect. But that that when I get into that frame of mind, then that's a different performance. Yeah. When I coach, I started doing this experiment and I put these spectacles on. Oh, you're telling me this. <laughs> and they're huge. They're like two times bigger than my face. But then I'm performing in a different way. When I'm in date mode, like I can go date mode in a tracksuit or in this or whatever, but I'll be performing very differently. So for me, like what I'm playing around with at the moment is alter egos. Mm. So one of my things with the grooming is like who do which character do I want to play today mm. yeah that, do you get what I'm saying yeah it's like a, what what side of you do you want to represent today isn't it but that's my my whole thing is like I want to represent all of me as much as I can mm. 
uh, as many as much as possible I've done it as you know as yeah, much times you want to like sort of like what are you, are you saying like you want to bring your best self yeah I don't, I don't want to yeah but I also don't want to bring like levels and layers I'm not saying that's what you do again but I'm saying like I, I feel like when I do that I'm I'm layering myself yeah do you know what I mean yeah 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 so I just find like the whole thing but the grooming thing's interesting because we were talking about that as well so I found out that Sachin washes with lemon, just lemons yeah, I'm not. I'm not using deodorants bro look, okay check this out right when you look at a lemon what is it exactly like there's not much else to it I don't have to be a fucking rocket scientist yeah. to figure the shit out it's there cut the bitch in half it's open smells good I'm done like this, it's not complicated yeah. but you pick up these body sprays what's in there you read the back I'll get started reading a textbook I'm not trying mm-hmm. to do that yeah, I'm not yeah, trying to live true. my life like that that scares me because I think to myself what could potentially be in that yeah. it blocks your pores you're gonna get some funky smells I used to use deodorant like two three times a day I stank I had some of the worst <laughs> BO ever and when I was depressed I didn't shower for a couple of weeks at a time I just used to use deodorant yeah. it was horrible I used to stink but now I use lemon do I smell is that because you were buying the deodorants in B&M I don't even know what B&M oh. is it's like a discount store oh is it <laughs> <laughs> that joke will work in Liverpool <laughs> is it only in Liverpool yeah that, that, that whole people will be cracking yeah. up over that but I I I, I, <laughs> I agree with that in some context because like I've I've changed a lot of my eating habits in terms of like what I'm putting into my body I'm a lot more conscious of because like I don't want to be putting chemical or chemically produced products into my body and it's, it's hard don't get me wrong but like for example when I take protein now i bought vegan protein because all of the sources of protein in it come from plants whereas all of the sources of protein in like your standard whey golden standard protein yeah. it's all chemicals yeah and it's like i didn't want i didn't want to feel like i was putting chemicals into my body so i do get that with the lemons but i've never considered like bro i'm a I, I, I don't call it conspiracy theory because like it gives a certain connotation but i'm just very wary of things that are condoned by our society mm. like all right you can go to william hill and it's not illegal it's, it's it's not illegal bro it's fine don't worry you can gamble your house away no one gives a fuck don't worry but no one will bat an eyelid if me you and you walked into william hill right now mm. but God, heaven forbid that i want to grow my own cannabis fuck me you know do you know what i'm saying like that's where i come at this from is like let's be very conscious of what we're being encouraged to do mm. if i'm being encouraged to think deodorant is normal well who profits from that and it's not about everyone's out to get me oh my god it's just about like questioning shit like the veganism thing right um my my culture with Punjabi right um North Indian everything's about ghee like cow butter and um you know like heavy carbs and meat like our our diet's very rich and all of the people in the area drink and all that that was normal and coming away from that I realised how toxic that actually is and I know you don't like that word but yeah. like no, no, yeah, but yeah. like actual poisons and shit like it's mad I don't know I don't want to go too much yeah. into the yeah. scaring stuff that yeah. is, but it's also again it comes down to like the chemicals that are being used to feed the cows to create the beef that you're then eating you know they're not yeah. they're not cows that are being fed organically on a farm they're probably hooked up to some machine being pumped with yeah. something do you know what I mean so it's like again it all comes down to sustainability and stuff doesn't it and it's like my whole thing is I'm just trying to be a lot more conscious about everything even just like now buying I'm selling like all my old clothes basically I've sold like loads of old clothes and now I'm only trying to buy clothes that are second hand or used or do you know 
you know what I mean? But in good condition, mm. but that they're not going through the machine. And it's like, essentially, I'm not going to be like the sustainability activist, but I'm yeah, just trying yeah. to do my little part. You know, I've got my, I've got my reusable bottle, my reusable coffee thing. My, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, I think it's super important to like do those things sometimes. Do you know like, or, do you know all this stuff that we talk about often what mm. you've just said then? Like, do you talk, like, are there any people that you wouldn't say that to because you just know like it wouldn't wash with them? Like, yes and no. Like some mates or? Yeah, like I've got mates, but I will say it to them, but they were just like shooting yeah, down for it. Yeah. And like my, even like my parents to a certain extent. And again, it's like an old school mentality, like Italian family. It's like, it's just, it just doesn't fly because they just, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, and it's not their fault. It's the way that they've been encouraged and grown up through society. It's like, you, you have to, you know, if you're, if you want to be open to it, you can be open to it. And it's just, like I'm, you know, I'm open to a lot of things. So I'm just more explorative in my thinking and the way I do but, things. But look at why that is, right? So someone told me this phrase a long time ago, people change from inspiration or desperation. Mm. Your situation, you've had both inspiration and yeah. you got to a point where you're like, yo, no more of this. And I think all of us have had that where we're, yeah. we're open-minded because stuff has happened and we're like, yo, fuck that, don't want that anymore, let's change things. But a lot of people who are closed off to these ideas, and we can come on to masculinity as well, but like, you know, doing certain things isn't quite, doesn't quite fit the idea of maybe manly or feminine, whatever it is. And like some girls won't ask a guy out yeah. and they claim to be independent women. Well, why are you waiting for someone else to dictate your mm. relationship? Yeah. Same for men, like, you know, you don't think yoga's manly? Well, okay, tell that to your bones when you're like 93, if you ever make it there. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's like, and that's why I'm just, I try and form my own opinions on stuff and try and educate myself on, on the stuff that I feel is going to benefit me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and the masculinity yeah. thing is an interesting one as well, because again, that's a societal concept that's kind of been put upon us, isn't it? As yeah, yeah. like free guys, like we've probably had varying degrees of, understanding of masculinity like yeah so i mean like anton's like a butch gym guy <laughs> like i'm somewhere in between and yeah. sachin's only just started becoming a butch gym guy so it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean it's like we've there, there's there's just it's just such an interesting conversation especially like i think this day and age like everything's being more scrutinized particularly for men like especially yeah. all, the, all you know all the conversations about mental health and you know like even like this podcast and stuff is like so many examples of talking to people and men in particular about not being able to open up and we don't feel that comfort because like we don't we're not educated in it yeah it's like it's it's basically a result of like there's a seismic shift that is that is moving at an exponential rate it's getting exponentially faster yeah and it's put masculinity in crisis Mm. as we knew it do you know what I mean Mm i.e. like think about technology yeah like where is technology taking us to a place where people have got more time on on their hands yeah women are entering have entered the workforce properly you know what i mean where does that leave men the the role used to be defined They're, these are just some of the little things i've got a real whistle haven't i i mean yeah. it's because i've got a gap in my teeth <laughs> these are just these are just some of the things that have shifting in society and I've done for like pro- yeah. you know let's just say the last hundred years mm. on, a, on, a, on a larger and larger yeah. scale at a quicker rate so like it, it, 
and that, because it's constantly changing and constantly developing that's your like it used to be so much easier to to define masculinity and mm. place yourself yeah. for most people so so all right let's just list out a few things like just interestingly like 10 years ago how would you have defined masculinity 10 years ago i, I mean not necessarily, not necessarily five, 10 years ago i'm just saying like yeah, 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 yeah. what, well, what okay, was the but... definition of mis- masculinity that you grew up with like what was masculinity to you mm, how much can you drink yeah. uh how oh, i can smoke you under the table yeah um are you f- i've never been a fighter but like you know oh, like, how not, hard are you? yeah 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 and uh, I used to try and be like with the tough guys because yeah. I was like, oh, they're cool. Mm. Um, but I think that, yeah, for, for me, at least back then, it was all about like how much. Mm. And uh, I guess like, well, we can come on to what's changed later on. Yeah. But definitely back then, that was it. What about you? Yeah, pro- probably something similar. Like um, looking at like the, the male role models in my life, like yeah. teachers and rugby teachers and uncles and, and what have you. They were like, yeah, like more. The, 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 I know there's always been different categories, but like they really were like yeah. generally in the ma- like I was about to masculine, say masculine, yeah, yeah. 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 you know what I mean? Like into sport, well built, straightforward, look you in the eye, went, you know what I mean? Yeah, like strong characters, yeah. like you know the 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 rock of the family, yeah, the exactly. financially reliable, the reliable one, the seemingly reliable, yeah, mm. like emotion, emotionally strong, like all of these, like yeah, yeah, yeah. all of these emotionally things, emotionally strong, yeah, no, but that was it, isn't it? It's like yeah. you, you're the one who holds everyone together, and you're the yeah. one, you know, that guy, like dad doesn't cry, or yeah, like yeah. boys don't cry when you're younger. It's like that was the the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like so. Do you, is that because? The answer is it's a, it's a bit of both, but like I'm thinking, like was it more because I was immature then, or was that the zeitgeist then? Yeah, I think no, you're right. I, it's a bit of both. I think it is a bit yeah. of both, but I think it's I think it's more one than the other. Which because one? It's more that was the zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was when you're young, your mind's more malleable and it, you're more you're more ready to learn things and pick up on things. So if they're the things that you're seeing and being told, and you're you're believing as you're growing up, you're gonna you're gonna bring those yeah. strong beliefs into your into your your early adulthood yeah. your later adulthood or whatever and it's like whereas if you're if you're grown up and I think it's a process of like educating children but letting them educate themselves yeah letting them form their own opinions understand themselves rather than placing things upon them like you should be like this mm. like you're a boy you should be mm. um strong you shouldn't cry you do you know what I mean you should play sport or whatever it is do you know what I mean like all of those things yeah they force you into being one thing and it's like you, you see the outburst of that how much do you believe like where do you stand on nature versus nurture it's 50-50 man yeah like, to be honest I think that's fair well at the end of the day our DNA is made up of our parents right that's why we're here so there's going to be some traces of each of them that you take into you right so that that's going to make up a lot of this is my understanding a lot of your body and i've just been reading a book about physics as well so probably plays a part in it but it makes up a lot of your body and the way that you grow and you know my body shape my eye color my hair color that's all come from that so there's got to be a part of it that plays to to the way your brain's made up as well like emotionally and all that but like I said, when you're a child, everything's more malleable. You're you're ready to pick things up. So there is a big nurture part of it as well. 
Oh like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's a classic thing of like no kid grows up racist, but you, you well, no kid is born racist, but mm. they grow up learning to become racist. Mm. So that you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. you see what I'm going with. I don't know if I've, I've kind of articulated that in the best way possible, but like that, there's a big part of both of it. Like the DNA is there, the structure's there. It's how you then utilize that to create mm-hmm. the best version that you can. And it's like I read a book called The Sports Gene which is about exactly that, like nurture versus nature and looking at the DNA of top athletes. And it's like, for 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 Jamaicans, for example, they're, they're naturally the best sprinters. And I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, so I might butcher it a little bit, but there was a the study into Jamaicans and there's something specific about the way Jamaicans have grown up through the years that have created this possibility of, you know, bunch of DNA yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes them explosive sprinters. But you're not just going to wake up and run 100 meters in 10 seconds yeah. like you need to nurture that to yeah. create it so there's both aspects of it right what about you what do you think where, where do you stand on it similar to you and but like with that example with the Jamaicans like I think it's the point you were making anyway but I'm just I'm just talking out loud like it's like a medium term sort of long term um, marriage between nature and nature do you know what I mean mm-hmm. that's almost several generations down the line has created like uh, something that is that is a blend of the two yeah do you know what I mean certainly you look at any of the top top athletes look at Ronaldo like Ronaldo is probably arguably the greatest one of the greatest footballers ever like but he didn't wake up great yeah still had to work every day and you see I don't know if you saw the interview with Piers Morgan and some of the stuff that he's been saying recently about he trains every day in the gym he's worked hard to make his body and his his technique and his skills as best as they can be so that he can be the best in the world like he didn't wake up like that mm-hmm. do you know what I mean that's why I'm like leaning more towards 75% nurture because I think mm. in the early years it's, it's pretty much exclusively nature and yeah. then the nurture that you're raised with but for me like I, I'm supposed to be a pot-bellied skinny a body like not very strong dude from coming from like all of the men mm. in, in my previous family I don't talk to them anymore mm. um, so like if I look at them everyone's drinking alcohol and they got these soft like bodies and they've got diseases if I went down the natural route which is nature for, for me and that whatever's nurtured in that environment that's what I would end up like mm-hmm. but I love the idea of like yeah you've got this like Whatever you, it's like clay you've got and yeah. you can mold it into whatever you want there's this thing called epigenetics I don't know if you've heard of it like your different parts of your DNA get activated in different environments so I'm trying to put myself in environments where I'm okay not constantly would be a lie but very very often as often as possible I want to put myself in new environments to see what new parts are activated mm-hmm. and I think that's how like I can't remember if there's a book where like becoming superhuman or no, it's not becoming supernatural that's Joey D but um, becoming superhuman is like what what environments are going to help you to perform at another level yeah. and when it comes to masculinity I think like before I did yoga I was not a very chilled person I, I was fucking I was a wreck I was angry a lot and I'm performing at a superhuman level compared to where I used to be because I'd done yoga and I think that's activated different parts of me yeah and I think I, the mindset thing is really interesting as well. That plays a part in that whole nature nurture debate because mm. you know you've done a lot of coaching. 
over the last few years so like how what do you see in like the clients that you've worked with in terms of like the beliefs that they've grown up with from young which is I guess the nurture aspect and how that's affecting them in the present day in mm. terms of like stopping them from doing things okay well let's look at um, when we're all young at one point someone said good boy good girl patted you on the head and said well done that felt good and you wanted more of it then you started to doubt like certain things you did you didn't get the same response mm. and you started to doubt yourself and some like lots of examples around perfectionism like oh I don't know if it's good enough to put out yet like a lot of what people want to do they are scared to fail and it's because they want the pat on the back now obviously it exists in many different forms but let's look at putting a YouTube channel on starting a podcast starting your business asking someone out going to the gym like people are kind of scared or procrastinating on these things because they want to do it right they're waiting for the right time and these are just stories that we're telling ourselves based on past experiences for me i wanted the pat on the back to say you're cool well done and i wanted to have friends because i didn't want to be in here mm. but i guess like what i've seen a lot of is the nurture that we got throughout society what is it nurturing us towards is okay and this is very unpopular it's nurturing us to be mediocre as fuck it's not encouraging you to be extraordinary. Yeah. You know, like, and that's not a bad thing. I, and I, I, like, I'll say again, I, I'll say it's not a bad thing because I don't think everyone's idea of extraordinary is the same. Someone's yeah. idea of extraordinary is I want to be the best parent possible. Yeah. I want to be there every single day. They don't give a fuck about starting a business. And that's great. Mm. Then there's other people like myself who say, I want to live an extraordinary life. We're talking about travel. And we're talking about relationships. These, mm -hmm. I want those kinds. That's what extraordinary means to me. Yeah. But the way you get to whatever your version of extraordinary is, is let's put the nature that you grew up with to the side for a second. Let's put it in the excuses box over there because I'm not interested in it. And let's look at what you could change with how you're nurturing yourself. How are you parenting yourself now to mm. start creating new stories? Yeah. Yeah. Sense? yeah. yeah. And what's like... Because my whole thing is like, you mentioned you want to live an extraordinary life. So I'm my whole thing is, I want to live an extraordinary life now. Because, <laughs> and I don't mean that in like a... No, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a... It's not an impatient Impatient thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it in a sense of like, I want to, I'm only living now. Like the only, like people who, you know, listen to, to, to this podcast will know that I'm always talking about trying to be more present and trying to live in the in the moment because we only live moment to moment like the start of this conversation doesn't exist anymore and the end of this conversation certainly doesn't exist all mm. that exists is the words that are literally coming out of my mouth this very second even the start of that sentence doesn't exist anymore so it's yeah. like i want to live that extraordinary life now in that sense so i've spent a lot of my life saying to myself oh yeah if i can do this then in five years i can do that and then I, i'll be able to do this and that and it's just your it's like a constant like trail of trying to you're always looking and trying to bet yourself for the next thing you're trying to always do this and do that and the reason I say this is because I had a conversation uh, a couple of months ago I was chatting to, to some family in Australia my auntie was on FaceTime to my mum and I joined in the conversation and I was talking about I want to you know go and do traveling and da -da -da, more like next year etc and she was like yeah but what about work you know what about your career and like typical you know typical questions that you'd expect an auntie or a mum or, yeah. or you know that kind of person in your life to ask and she was like, I mean, and then my mum chipped in saying, oh, he, you know, he wants to live our life, you know, because my mum's like retired, like, and, 
you know, they've just come back from a cruise or something. She's like, you know, he wants to live like our life and, you know, have the freedom. And I said, my response was, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but like, I don't want to wait until I'm your age to be able to enjoy myself in that way. I want to be able to do it now because that's what, that's, I'm living now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the moment I'm living in is now. So it's like, I want to create that for myself now where I can. Um, so like, yeah, it's just, I just find that a fascinating kind of, I th- I I agree. Do you like, know what I mean, and I I constantly have this. I have to remind myself all the time, yeah. right? Because I'll think like I I'm on the same I'm on the same page as you completely. But then sometimes when like when I was talking about on Monday, I was really under the cosh with I had loads of work to do, and I I had to sacrifice going somewhere to do it, and I thought oh like I'm sacrificing that for this and I was like it was to go and watch something and I was like you know I'd rather chase my own dreams and watch somebody live out there blah 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 mm. and then I was like but then I had to remind myself like, just so when I was at my laptop doing the work missing the thing I was frustrated and I had to remind myself like there's there's pleasure in in this mm. like take pleasure in absolutely so something you've got to program into yourself in order to enjoy now whatever now is yeah. even if now is sacrificing something good because you're working on something blah blah yeah. blah so something joe who's in the other room who talks about a lot is like just being great like going outside and when you were on outside on a walk it's october now the leaves are sort of coming off like they are coming yeah. off the trees but They're then brownie. the leaves that are left are like brown and like it looks cool like the silhouette out that yeah. I'm looking at out that window is cool like that's fucking cool so if you if you learn to appreciate that yeah then you are living like a fucking yeah or you you, you know you're on your way to living your best life now yeah. as opposed to do you know what that was so fascinating you said that because two things have happened this week right so Monday I was out walking the dog through the park and all the leaves and stuff and I was like oh my god this is so beautiful like picturesque like amazing and then today driving here same thing I was looking at the trees like, I went down this certain street and it was lined with trees and everything was just brown and green and just colourful and it looked beautiful and I was thinking it's amazing how the two most beautiful seasons spring and autumn are the transition are the transition yeah, seasons yeah. That is, that's a good whereas point. in life we don't see the transition as something beautiful we see it as a struggle and I just, yeah, I, I literally thought that. And I, I did you write it down? No, I was going because I wanted to bring it up. So it's so amazing that you used that as an example because it reminded me. Let's not forget about that. Well, I suppose we're recording this. Yeah, that's a good. That was, no, that's, that's really I'm gonna good. record something about it, like probably an in focus session. But I just found it fascinating how the I find the two most beautiful seasons of those, and they're the ones that transition are the transitions between one one ex, well, I say extreme, but like you mm. know what I mean, one end and the other. And it's like that thing of yin and yang, isn't it? It's like that constant ever going cycle of like the bad into the good and then the good into the bad. And then, you know, it's like- That's a little, um, I like that, you know, I yeah. like that. I feel like that's a real metaphor for like me at the moment. Yeah. yeah well. You know what I mean? And sometimes if you, you can get mistaken and look around during autumn and be like, oh, it's cold or yeah. it's getting dark. Oh, like look at the le- like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Look at the decay. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The death, the death on the, the trees. Death. Yeah, yeah. But, but if you shift your perspective, you appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, coming. You know, we're talking about living an extraordinary life and and decay. Look at it like the old you is decaying. 
and the new year is starting to be born yeah or like you know if you're going into winter like yeah let me shed those old layers of me yeah and when we go into winter i'm hibernating with those parts that i want to strengthen mm. you know i'm keeping them surrounded with fat and warmth to, <laughs> to keep them going and like to keep them strong and you're saying your whole thing was being now but not being impatient yes i love that what i would add to it is you know there's this there's this phrase of like um fuck i can't remember it now it's something like act in minutes or seconds think in years and plan in decades or something mm. like that something like that i'm butchering it but for me that's how like i gave up three years of my life to do my healing journey and to build my business at the same time and during that time i i did in the beginning i'm not gonna lie i looked at it like fuck no cinema no dates no girls no friends no clubbing mm-hmm. no drugs no watching tv there's none of that there's there's literally just my version of fun now is i'm gonna go for a four-hour walk without eating do my fasted spirit walk talking out loud about how fucked up things could could have been and how i'm grateful and what that became the new definition of fun that mm. was extraordinary at that point mm. watching fucking big bang theory was not extraordinary yeah and i think like Yes, it's great to be in this moment, enjoy everything fully, but look at where you're going as a result of these actions. That's I definitely agree with you, bro. I think the only life is here right now. Mm. However, it's in balance. You can't keep obsessing about the future, but it's you know, if you know where you're going, then you don't have those anxieties exactly. about fuck what's going to happen tomorrow or mm. in 2 years. I like the way we were talking before and I'm not going to brag too much, but like too much <laughs> but the way just I'm, a little bit then <laughs> the way i'm setting up my lifestyle like i'm, I'm probably gonna be in a couple of years time, i'm probably gonna work like five hours a week and then it's gonna go down to like 10 hours a month or something like that and i was telling you about that coach tacky mm. who makes like over a million dollars a month the guy has six kids and they just travel like permanently and he wow. makes a video every now and then and he does live streams with his groups i don't know if i want to get to that point because you have to hire a lot of people and there's a lot of headaches but for me personally it's like i love what i'm doing now Mm. this is the happiest i've ever been this is i'm in my prime for like every area of my life however it's not good enough and and i don't mean that in an unappreciated sense or like i don't like it i just mean like i can do so much more it's like Mm. you know with with the gym or with skateboarding or with like running Mm. this isn't your fastest this isn't your best performance but we're getting there why are you more conscious about what you eat it's because your performance that you want to put in and obviously the other stuff that comes with it. Yeah. Like for me, if I perform at a certain level, yes, I can take care of certain things. It's nice to be able to take care of my family a little bit. But at a certain other level, I can start doing what I do for my family for strangers. Yeah. And putting systems in place like let's build a wellness center that's free. Everyone come through. I'm going to pay that money to the government anyway. Why not just pay, give it to society in yeah. a better way? But also it's like, I think, using the, the skateboarding as an example right because obviously it's quite relevant to me but like i i know that i want to kickflip right as an example but i can't and i know that i'm not going to be able to go out there now on the skateboard and do a kickflip but i know that if i put in the effort every time i'm on the skateboard to learn it eventually i'll get to that point and i think a lot of the reason why the skateboard content and this is going to sound really weird but skateboard content in inverted commas that I put on my Instagram does so well is because people find it really fascinating in watching the progress of it because I talk a lot about 
progress in my mindset and my life and you know I'm posting quotes and I'm writing stuff about it all the time but no one has seen that evolution apart from me mm. and you know the people who have been close to me in that in that period of time and the first thing you said to me when I turned up outside was bro your skateboarding has come on so much and I was just like oh cheers man it's like and it's like I think people seeing a physical example of that present slow um, ongoing progress is a really good way to digest it for yourself and another example is like going to the gym it's like I could say I want to go and bench 100 kilos I can't but if I go to the gym now and I bench 40 next time I might try 45 and if I do 45 next time I might do 50 and then eventually I'll get to 100 without even really thinking about it but if I go to the gym now and say I want to bench 100 it's not going to happen so it's about focusing on what you can do in that moment at that given time to get you to where you want to get to. And it's, you know, I've always said there's nothing wrong with having goals and a, and a picture and a view and an idea of when you when you want to get where you want to get to. But when you get there, it's not going to be how you pictured it. So you might as well just focus on everything that's here and now. Yeah. Yeah. They say that you got to appreciate to appreciate the destination you gotta enjoy the journey or you have to appreciate the destination you have to go on the journey do you know what I've noticed though the journey is the destination exactly yeah yeah bro like that's that's why I love like you know if I fuck something up and I do regularly like I my coach encourages it and I love that because mm. like it's, it's you know like if you're walking your talk and you're doing stuff yeah. like this your whole life becomes a living expression of what you're about mm. and now when I meet people I was I was walking I was on the train and this girl was reading Freakonomics and I was like man when I read that book I was in like such a different state of <laughs> mind and she was like really into it so I didn't talk to her but you know it's just like I was looking at that like an analogy of like yes I'm watching other people around me develop themselves and it's because I'm on that path and that's one of the things about being on a journey. It doesn't matter what it is. But, you know, if you're bettering your health, bettering your career, bettering your relationship, if something that you're progressing towards, you start to see signs around you. Mm. Like, I never would have met you guys before because I was a hermit. I was <laughs> sitting in my house like, <laughs> but, you know, the journey has shown me like everyone around me is trying to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really encouraging. Yeah. What about so something that I've I've discovered about myself recently is the fear of success. Mm. Mm. I'm not. I, don't, I I can't understand that. Why? I I just can't. I I can. I, like it's not. I don't disbelieve you or anything, but I just can't fucking. Say I no can't. Can I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just like all I'm saying is. I don't know what you mean. Like, what do you mean? I don't even know what I mean, but I know that that's what I feel. It's mad. It's, it feels mad to say it out loud because it's what, like, like you're daunted by like being busy. No, thing. I don't know. I just feel like I've I've I, I've got to a stage right where I have figured out that what I do is I do something, I get good at it, I enjoy it, and then I get to a point where I go, ah, right. I don't want to do this anymore, mm. and and I and I almost run away, from, <laughs> not run away from it. That's that's extreme, but I then divert my attention to something else. Mm. So. And I think a lot of that is down to maybe like, like a commitment issue. Yeah, you know, yeah. in terms of like a commitment to being attached to something. Like I, I spent a lot of my time working in social media, not wanting to be known as the social media guy or like yeah. the the one extra social media guy. And it's mm. like I didn't I didn't want to have that attachment to myself, which is why ironically this podcast now exists. Yeah, but 
I just feel like that there's a part of it that is is that and it's like there's some sort of fear of success of like wanting I don't want to be too good like you even said it earlier mm. you don't want to be that tacky guy you don't want to be that successful not right now but the thing is like I used to have this yeah. and I say used to I don't mean like it's completely gone but I look at okay if I was in tacky shoes now I'd shit my fucking pants I wouldn't I would cry I would be <laughs> like I ain't going nowhere fuck everyone I'm not doing anything what the fuck is this because it's too much pressure yeah. yeah. But then if you look at okay, what is fear of success? You're projecting. Yeah, yeah. So let's yeah. just come back to here. Is it happening right now? No. But at the same time, we okay, guys, I don't know. Like I most of my friends are girls, but they <laughs> one of my friends was like, "Oh, I broke up with my boyfriend cuz he's got commitment issues." And I laughed because like this is why I commit to working with people for a year cuz like again, walking my talk, I'm going to commit to being the best I could possibly be in this thing for time like I can see myself doing this for the next 30 years but I'm not gonna put myself like fuck I can only do this yeah. for 30 years but I guess it's more of like let's not take things too seriously you know you're you could be known as the social media guy but then in four or five years time you might be doing you might be the skateboard guy who's <laughs> kick flipping in Tony Hawk's face being like yeah I'm, I'm doing this shit skateboard sponsors mm. hit me up no joking <laughs> you know th- it's the thing about like yes if we would if we project and we think like oh is this me you know, we're, we're attaching ourselves to an identity constructed around certain ideas of success. But if we look at like, who am I? I, I do this regularly and people are probably going to laugh. But I, I look at myself like, you could die tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. a few people would give a fuck. That's yeah. it. And, and not even in like, okay, that's a bleak sense sometimes. <laughs> Some people might not like it. Let's look at another sense. If I, if, okay, this actually really happened. It's quite funny, actually. I was driving home one day and there was massive puddles everywhere. Mm. And, <laughs> and I drive with my windows down a little bit yeah. because I like the air yeah, in the car. Yeah. And um, someone drove past me and loads <laughs> of water went in my car and in my mouth and in my face. And I was like, <laughs> and I just started laughing so much because some people see me as like Sachin. He's a coach. He's yeah. da da da. And I looked at myself in that moment, like, bro, this could have happened to anyone. Like, yeah. it doesn't really matter. But yeah, that's, I think, again, like, balance of, like, yeah, hold yourself in high esteem, but also, like, don't take it too seriously. Because yeah. this meat vehicle is it's very temporary. It's going to yeah. be gone. That's a good point in, ter- in terms of what, how, what you were telling me, me before about, like, why or how you're scared of success. Mm. It's like... If you if you make sure you don't take things yeah as as well as taking things ugh, it's it, you know there's it it's it's an equal measures of both but just always make sure you just soon as you start this is what I do as well soon as I'm going about things and maybe I'm with you know making podcasts or whatever recording them or editing them maybe I've <laughs> I've done a few fucking sick things in a row like over a sustained period of a few weeks and I have it I'm like. I'll have to check myself because I'll start thinking I'm sick. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'll be like, no, you just have a bit of humor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's a really good way to guard against ever getting to the point where you feel like the next step or the step you're at is too much overwhelming. Yeah. By, you it's know, grounding like, yourself, isn't it? In a yeah, way, like bring 100%. yourself back to like, just check yourself. Yeah, humility yeah. and stuff. I think that's why it's nice to have idols. Like, you know, we could look at, or look at these podcasts uh, that are out there, or we could look at Taki, or we could look at athletes, whatever. I like to regularly check myself and put myself in certain other shoes. Like Beyonce has been singing since she was five. I haven't been doing my thing since I was five. So it's, illogical to compare my journey and hers 
But if again, if I look at it in another way, like she did it since she was five and look where she was when she was like 19, 20. Then now look at me where I'm here in that same frame of time. I could be somewhere not similar. Who knows? But yeah, I think humility and being grounded comes with like, like you guys were saying, check yourself. But I think everyone should consider, consider their death on a regular basis. Like there's a Chinese philosopher. I can't remember if it was Confucius every day for like a couple minutes in the morning Confucius, I think so. yeah he would contemplate his own death mm. and the brevity of life and looking at himself like this bitch is going to be over very soon yeah. I don't w- think he ever good him. idea was it Confucius that had the guy that used to follow him around to tell him like when he'd walk through crowds of people and then be like oh my god you're amazing you're this and he'd have someone behind him saying you are just human you are just human really? that's Confucius dope. I think I it's, can't remember it might be it might be one but of the he, stoic philosophers he also did this okay I don't know if it was him I've read this book on stoicism it's called The Daily Stoic I don't yeah, know if you've heard I'm of reading it, it yeah. bro so basically like this got me to to really humble myself in a really short period of time because every time I was taking stuff too seriously like being a victim or whatever, whatever this like idea of like Okay, yes, things have happened, things are going to happen, whatever, 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 you know, you don't know. But the only thing that you do know is you've got agency over this vessel and how whatever you decide to do is going to construct what happens around you. So like, I could come here and get completely drunk, wasted and just like make this podcast terrible. <laughs> or who knows, it could be fun, whatever. But that will create certain results. And if I come in here and don't say anything and yeah. you guys are like such a money talking that will create other results but mm. that's that whole idea of like whatever you do with now will determine what happens later that's what I was saying about the vortex thing with yeah, yeah. Abraham Hicks I feel like I'm talking too much with this <laughs> no I'm, I don't want to take over no, no, go it's on. good it's good uh, but yeah man like that that whole idea of what you do with now it puts so much power in yeah. your hands and that's what took away my fear of success because I don't have that yet like I'm not there I'm mm. here and I have like some dogs I have some food I have water I have clothes I have shelter like just looking at what's around me right now what's at my disposal right now that's what helps me to like humble and be like I'm not doing what Gary V's doing yeah. yet yeah. what's happening right now is where he was about 20 years ago yeah and it can you explain the vortex thing again okay so Abraham Hicks you didn't yeah. hear this did you no no yeah, it's interesting. Abraham Hicks talks and I'm probably going to butcher the analogy because I watched the video a long time ago so they talk about this concept of the vortex whatever you want to create let's say this plate is the <sighs> sorry <laughs> let's say this plate is the space that you're putting all of your ideas into so this is like the relationships I want this is the career I want this is the kind of I don't know the, the kind of food I want to be eating the way I want to look whatever that's all in the vortex Okay, mm. this space here. Now, if I put my energy into this, and okay, let me make it more tangible. If I start creating future plans and put them into this space, this is not a physical space, but it could be. It could be a vision board. It could be like an Excel spreadsheet, whatever you want it to be. For me, it's more like I do write stuff down and I put it into this space. But this space exists in the metaphysical sense of space too. So it's okay. in our minds one of the principles of the law of attraction is the law of mentalism yeah. everything that exists within the mind also exists without outside of the mind but it starts here so you create this vortex in here let's refer to it as the space you create this space in your head then it starts to be put out there and like i use the example with let's say you want to date someone who goes to the gym has brown curly hair green eyes 
you start putting this into the vortex and what and you start going to the gym yourself you start you know maybe you put it on your vision board like an actress or actor someone that you like with those features sound like you're describing me then to be honest mate <laughs> well we might have that conversation later. Yeah. <laughs> is he the date <laughs> well uh we didn't want to tell you you you'd feel left <laughs> am i in the space <laughs> <laughs> but you start no, to see it it's attracted to yeah, you yeah. like i okay I won't go into the specifics because the person might watch this, but I said I wanted to meet a certain type of person and I put it into the vortex and I started it, it two weeks yeah. an exact person came. Do you do something for, do you do something physical or is it is your vortex in your head? So I do both. Like yeah. I don't put a lot of emphasis on just the sitting and conceptualizing about it, but that's why I've started to take more time out. So each month I'll take five days off completely. Each week I'll take off at least two days and every month uh, sorry every year i'm going to take three months of vacation but it's only because i can do more of this uh and i know this sounds like whatever everyone's got their own ideas of it but the metaphysical work the yeah, the yeah, work that yeah. you can't see i know that since i started doing that i can't describe to you because i don't want to give like really specific examples but everything i've always wanted is happening oh, i need to do this <laughs> So what is this a book? Oh, sorry. Uh, it's a lifestyle. You've got, you got one up on the shelf you, you've there. You got, got, you've oh, got asking what is given. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. what it's called? Asking is given. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's more like you just build it as a lifestyle, right? Yeah. So like you guys built podcasting into your lifestyles. Yeah. I built the same thing, like it's a similar thing with the things that I do. But if this becomes like you can call it a meditation practice, you can call it conceptualizing, planning your future, whatever. You can call it whatever you want. But just putting things into this space inside you and then having like, maybe it's a vision board, maybe it's a conversation. Like for me, I'm being coached yeah. very regularly. So I get to keep putting things into this vortex yeah, yeah. and acting on them at the same time. But that's the, like these two things are equally important. You've got to have an idea and you've got to work as well. And then combine the two, ask and it's given. That's basically the concept, yeah. how I understand it. And it's, it's also like, so like next year, I said to myself, I want to spend more time traveling. I want to podcast and I want to continue to, you know, go through this process of writing a book and skateboard more. That's, that's, they're four things I want to do next year. And I've just by saying it to myself and putting that out there physically and just within myself, I am creating that already. So next year, that is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And it's like, but my whole thing, going back to what we were talking about earlier about, um, being I want to I want to have an extraordinary life now is because I can't see why I can't be doing all of that stuff now like like I'm literally like I don't know why I can't be doing that like because physically like really and truly I could get pack a bag I could take a flight to somewhere in Europe tomorrow and I could start a life there okay wait one second not that that's what I want to do but I'm just it depends for, okay this is just me personally it just depends how you want to do it I'm a princess like, and I say that with <laughs> a little bit of humour because all of my friends call me that because I don't do hostels I don't do certain things that people want to take like on travel yeah. stuff I don't do the saving money thing I'll pay like another whatever it is to take the flight from the airport that's 30 minutes down the road for me mm -hmm. instead of trekking it all the way to okay whatever but I'm not yeah like it depends how you want to do things yeah. but I, yeah, I course, definitely but is, agree is that a mindset thing it depends like it just depends what you want like I'm, I'm okay with putting certain things off like next year i'm gonna go for a month each each country i go to and i'm gonna be quote unquote working while i'm there yeah but like it depends how you want to do it because i could do that with 
you know, go to a hostel, pay like 10, 15 quid a night and I'm calm. But I need a space to coach. Like, yeah, I need yeah. I need quite privacy. I need quiet. I don't want someone having sex on the bunk next to me. I've never done the hostel thing, bro. And I'm not trying to do that because yeah, I have... Yeah. If I go to sleep, I need silence and I need stillness. And if anyone is moving around, I'm getting anxious as fuck. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, but I think like, yeah, it is, it is depending on how you want to do it. But it's mm. like, I used to be like that. Can't, I can't even lie to you, but it's like, I, again, like a lot of stuff I've done this year is remove a lot of mm. stuff from my life. Like to take away the attachments that I've had to my previous self, my mindset and everything like that. Yeah. So I yeah. get it. Yeah. What about, what's your biggest fear? Ooh. I wanted to ask this earlier, but I'm bringing it back. Well, just in general. So, I, I mean, like biggest fear in terms of like deep fear, like I was saying about fear of success, for example, or like and even like I'm scared of bananas or whatever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I know a couple of people who are have, really? generally have fear of bananas. Scared. Fear of bananas. Yeah. Yeah. So I find fears fascinating. As yeah. Well. I don't know. I suppose my my biggest fear. Do you want to guess? Shall we get deep? Yeah, come on, let's go for it, man. Uh, I suppose, time, suppose mine is, that, and the scary thing is, it's inevitable. Mine is is grief. Because like, mm. I've experienced that and it's heavy, yeah. to say the least. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. going to happen again. So I'm like, oh shit, that's going to yeah. happen. Like, so what, that's what, so what, what was the effect that that had on you to then cause the fear? Because it's so bad. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. And no one's got any answers to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the scary thing. Like, there's nothing anyone can say that will make me feel better about it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, but then, but this is like why we're talking about like being mindful and being present and I'm, I'm, I'm practicing that and I'm practicing meditation as much as I can as well because some like when I'm doing meditation, like I haven't meditated for a few weeks now, which is like sort of bad. But like, the re the reason I stopped is because I don't feel really immediate effects from meditation personally. But I'm, I see it as like I'm future proofing. Mm. Like I want to get myself in a f- mindset now, where when things do come around in life, these hardships that are unavoidable, I'm in a stronger place mm. to be able to weather the storm do you know yeah, what I mean yeah so that's my fear and as much as I was probably being a little bit bleak and saying like there's no there's not nothing anyone can say to make you feel better about it you can future-proof yourself and a lot of the stuff we've talked about t- this afternoon is is part of that yeah. living in the present being happy with now whatever now is mm. being accepting it and being happy in it yeah but I think I think a lot of that is is touching what you were saying about the meditation you don't feel the immediate effects but it's like you don't feel the immediate effects of anything really like that's going to benefit you long term because that's not how yeah. it works like you don't go to the gym and do a set of sit-ups and you wake up the next day and you got a six-pack do you know what I mean but if yeah. you did that every day for five years then you might have a six-pack but you're not going to see the benefit straight away and it's the same that's the thing I think with meditation and a lot of these mindfulness practices with people people expect to feel the results straight away yeah like i speak to people about meditation they're like oh, i just can't do it man like there's just too much going on in my head like it's just i can't i can't there's too much thinking going on and i'm like yeah so you need to meditate then like that's exactly why you need to meditate because you you navigate your way through that free meditation but you're not gonna navigate your way through that 
yeah in the first time you do it but it will happen over a 10-day period a three-month period a year period you'll start to feel or longer or longer yeah like for like me it's, it's for, infinite because the 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 difficulty for me is with it that i'm finding is that i've been doing it for a, like a, a while now like well over a year year and a half and like when you hear people talk about oh i've just med- I meditated this morning i just felt like oh amazing <laughs> Oh, like I saw, like I saw my nan. My nan was in the room. You know all this stuff when you're like, I've never had any of that shit. Yeah. Like it's fucking, it's just boring for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't wait for it to end. Oh. No, no, it's not that bad all yeah. the time. Sometimes it is like that. Some days it's it's hard. You need to, but like, but the reason I've stuck stuck to it by and large is because speaking to people like you, you've reassured, you've said to me like it's not about that necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's as I see it as sort of future proofing. I'm I'm, I'm building. So, what do you think then is stopping you from having that kind of experience in meditation? Mate, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to articulate because you try and articulate to people, and or you'll you'll read and and hear listen to stuff about meditation, and it and what I want my answer to that is, what did you ask me? what is stopping you from having that experience because i can't and when i'm meditating a lot of the time i just know i'm not doing it right but then but what i know is, what you're gonna yeah, say what's doing it what's, right yeah <laughs> what's, what's doing it right there's no such thing do you know what i mean yeah. and you're right i'm not saying yeah but like i i'm struggling with that you're you not and you might not be but are you not creating a blockage within yourself because you're telling yourself you're not doing it right so by telling yeah. yourself you're not doing it right you're automatically creating that as a possibility for yourself yeah. so you're automatically then start doing that because you've created it yeah yeah you know i mean it's, it's it's a it's we would i don't know if you were part of the conversation but we were talking about strange things earlier like doing like ayahuasca and yeah. the toad and those sort of mad deep psychedelics and i was saying that a lot of the, the podcasts i've listened to like listen to a lot of joe rogan and mike tyson and stuff they talk about quite quite like frequently it's like mm. and from what i've read in I think Tim Ferriss has written about it in both like most of his books but like I think the whole process of that is to like fully experience the spiritual experience f- through those um, psychedelics is the process of letting go yeah like if you're if you're holding on to reality and holding on to things you're still creating that reality you're not letting go and it's like we we did episode 100 where I talked about meditation and having those I mean I've literally had three moments and it was two at the time we recorded episode 100 I've only had one since then of like falling into like out of reality and into I don't know what something for like short time like four or five seconds just slipped into this thing which is just mad and it's like this space that is just it just sounds it it, it, it sounds bizarre like I can't, yeah. you can't, I can't articulate it. It's, it's something that you that I felt, and I think that was a process of letting go. But then I could say, but then I'm not meditating right, ninety nine point nine percent of the time because I'm not, ex- I'm not experiencing that. Mm. So it's 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 more of a, a a process of sitting through it and being with it without having building up that fear and that reality of not doing it properly yeah navigating through it yeah do you know what i mean yeah 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 i think also if you look at other people's experiences it can sometimes like dampen your own yeah uh, but just find what's right for you man like sometimes i like to meditate walking you know just yeah. foot, like yeah. really slow like let's say this is your foot just like push the heel down 
and really yeah. slowly put the and it's infuriating as fuck like i'm a very hyperactive dude trying to do that pisses me off so much but i it's it's again that letting go like why am i in a hurry what mm. am i trying to do i'm gonna try that round central london yeah, you're gonna piss a lot of people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. Chief. yeah what's um, your biggest fear i was gonna ask you first no you um, first me so my my actual biggest fear is swimming in the sea is my biggest fear that actual like fear fear I just and spiders but I don't want to know but you swam in the sea in the summer didn't you yeah no I can I can swim in the sea I just yeah, can't yeah, yeah. I can't hang about in the sea for too long what, why just I don't want to get eaten by something I don't I don't know what's below me I don't know what the like there's too many possibilities there's just I've watched too many documentaries <laughs> and shark things and like there's just yeah. I don't I don't want to even put myself in a possibility where that's going to happen I do yeah I, I do I empathize with you like it's not a, it's to a to a point do you know yeah. what I mean like I'm sort of it's like when people are scared of planes yeah like mm, flying yeah, yeah. I, like, I can empathize with them because I'm like it's not my favorite thing to do do you know what yeah. I mean and like being in the sea is amazing, but like I can definitely, yeah, think I'm not. I want to get out now. Yeah, like I'll go. I'll go in. Like if I'm at the beach, for example, I'll go in up into like my waist, comfortable. I can feel the floor. I know what's going down around me. <laughs> like if I want to get out, like it's just there. But mm. if you ask me to go further out and start swimming, nah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I just I I go into like a panic mode. What about like sail like sailing? Yeah, I don't mind being on a boat. Don't you? Yeah, and I don't mind being on a boat, jumping into the sea and then getting straight out I can do that but I can't be on a boat jump into the sea and swim about in the sea and splash about and, and have a conversation while we're both just yeah. floating about in the sea I can't do that yeah I used to have a similar fear yeah and then uh, so when I was really young my dad we went on we went to Spain and there was a little li- what's it called Lilo the little yeah, inflatable yeah, 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 I was sitting on it I was screaming my head off I was really young like get me the fuck out of here and like I, the, the, I was in the most shallow part of the water but in my mind there was a giant squid underneath and that bitch was going to get me yeah. And but then like I don't know like I just kept doing it like in, I went to Ayanapa like in when I was 19 and I swam like so far out that I couldn't see behind me I was like oh shit better go back and then I realised like, I'm not scared anymore yeah I don't know that, that was kind of weird nice I, I do it every year I, I swim in the sea every year like, I go in the sea every year like when I go on holiday like, I'm not scared of getting in the sea I just can't swim and hang about in it do you know what I mean um, what about you Your biggest fear practical stuff I guess like I'm scared of uh, okay I'll talk about the, the actual real fear for me is I'm scared of being mediocre I'm scared of living an average life I'm scared of like not being in control and I don't mean like <clears throat> I need to know everything that's going to happen I just mean like I'm not living under anyone's rules mm. that scares the fuck out of me because I did it for, my, for like 20 22 years mm. it is horrible like people will get it's like you know you're writing the story of your life but then you give someone else the pen and yeah. they're like and then Sachin drove off a cliff yeah. like I'm not I, oh, even speaking about it now like, I feel like I need to go to the toilet it's disgusting like, I, I don't oh but yeah like that's one of the fears that drives me I guess like practical things like I'm scared of the tax per, like you know if I don't pay my tax yeah but, yeah they're locking you in a cage I'm not trying to sit around with a bunch of sweaty dudes playing PlayStation yeah. in prison like that's just no so is prison like the ultimate then not yeah. really because like you, look and I'm not a tough guy okay but like I know a lot of people who've been and they say like it's literally just like being at home but you there's no girls around you can go out for a couple of hours every day it's, it's basically like being in an office job but you get a bit more freedom 
Mm. And you're around a bunch of sweaty dudes who are probably going to be like beefing with each other. You got PlayStation. You got drugs. You can get weed if you want. Like it's it's not that different to being in an office job where you don't get that much freedom. Mm. But and I'm not trying to glorify. I'm not. I'm just saying from other people's experience. I've never been, but I know I'd be alright if I went. I I would I would handle it. I'll get over my, my so, bullshit. Mm. So what you're scared of? What would that look like? What would be an example of? What are you scared of? Okay, this is probably going to piss a lot of people off, but I'm used to it now. Uh, getting up at a certain time in the morning, let's say five o'clock, giving a huge sigh, like, <sighs> being like, fuck, I have to go to work. And then dragging yourself out of bed, like shoving the toothbrush in your mouth and like looking at yourself in the mirror, like, why the fuck did you do this to yourself? getting your hair right shaving and just thinking the whole time i don't want to go here mm. and having that knot in your stomach and then eating your breakfast in such a hurry where you like you're watching the news or you're watching some bullshit on tv and you're like what i don't you're not even thinking straight you didn't you're in a haze and then you drive to work and you're like stuck in traffic by the way i did all of this for like three years mm. and like you're stuck in traffic you're getting pissed off with the people around you you're not being kind to anyone you you can turn up the music or you can listen to something to distract yourself and you sit in the job you got back problems from the chair you got carpal tunnel from the keyboard like everyone around you is giving meaningless bullshit conversation about the printer needs more ink sarah's going on holiday can you cover like and then and you're just watching the clock counting down time is my greatest fucking asset i should not be trying to waste that shit i should not be trying to kill that bitch but i'm looking at this clock thinking can't wait till it gets to five then it got evening oh i'm sitting in traffic again then i come home i've barely got enough time to eat watch a bit of tv and go sleep then all i'm looking forward to is the weekend where i'm getting out of my mind wasted i did this for so long and if i ever had to go back to that I wouldn't kill myself because I know I could create a new thing again, but that just scares me so much because I've seen what it does to people. Mm, yeah. You know, like everyone I left behind is doing that, and they told me I was stupid because I left it behind. Yeah, and that there's so many problems that come with that. Like, okay, my, before I left my job, my manager said, "If you don't go, I'll suck your dick," and I was like. <laughs> She was really hot, okay? It's not about, like, demonizing the person. But look where that's coming from. She's fucking bored at work. Yeah. The relationship is shit. And the boredom <sighs> kicks in. Hey, uh, let me just hit on this young dude. And they're sleeping with each other and all the politics. And all no, mm. I don't want that. Yeah. That's average, mediocre bullshit. I'm not having it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Nice. That's how I feel the same. Yeah. yeah I'm, like, going back to the start with, like, the phase I'm in at the moment where I'm, I'm making these podcasts and and I'm living this life but like I'm scared of that as well I'm like it's so because sometimes say like I'm waiting on some invoices you know what I mean uh, and I'll be like and there'll maybe there'll be a job there that like I could do and like I could apply for and get but it might be full time mm. and like I will get those split seconds where oh, should I just do that do you know what I mean I still have my mail subscriptions to like guru.com or something. Every week I'm reminded, hey, by the way, Sachin, we're still here for you. Yeah. We still, we got you. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll, we'll pretend it didn't happen. You can come back. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I still get jobs from Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like for like what I used to do. Oh, do you know man. what I mean? Oh, I've unsubscribed all of these. I think it's, uh, I think it's a good motivator. Yeah. It, like for me, definitely, because I can get complacent quite easily. And when I see that, I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. So what what's 
been the biggest thing that you've let go of this year? Alex? Yeah, go on, you you start because I don't know what you mean. So, biggest thing that I've let go of this year is, um, I don't know how to word it, but like I've I've mentioned it a few times in recent episodes, but like attachment to things. I've just released myself of so many attachment to feelings, to people, to things, like physical things, to the way that I see my life. Just so many things, just so I can be more present and free in my living and yeah it's beautiful man it's been it's been tough it's been tough it's been tough but like and you know I've had times this year when I'm like man I don't know what's going on but that's that was my autumn bringing it back to the beginning you know going through that process of like shedding leaves and stuff Mm. to then to hit the winter to then go through the blossom and you know what I mean it's just just that cycle and I think that's the other understanding as well it's not saying that I've let go of it's saying that I've learned it's like the way that life is cyclical and we we just we live in an ever-changing dynamic moving like now yeah 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 well done though that's huge thank you yeah yeah it's been pretty light I'm so unbothered about most stuff now (laughs) it's it's, it's unbelievable like honestly is um, like I, I literally have no qualms like two years ago three years ago I would have been like now nah, why would I want to go move to another country like but literally I'd have no qualms doing that tomorrow mm. like honestly I'd be like yeah cool someone's like oh let's go let's go to I don't know France for a month and we'll just see what happens no plans just go I'd be like yeah cool let's, let's do it at the end of the day I, 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 what I figured out is like what you were saying earlier such is like I will always create something for myself out of a situation yeah going back to you in prison <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> it's like and that's the truth because that's the way that I've led my life and that's the way I've built my life up and that's that, that's the way that I've educated myself and the things that I've tried to understand and learn so I can apply that to most I believe to most situations so the whole non-attachment thing has been a phase of like removing and getting rid of those attachments so that yeah. I can freely feel like I can do those things if I wanted to mm. So. Mm. beautiful I really like that again well done because that's such a huge thing to let go yeah. of what about you? okay so everyone who knows this about my journey you can have a look at it but like yeah when I was younger there was a lot of bad sexual abuse going on so a lot of this year I've let go of a lot of my hang ups around sex so I think I've let go of a lot of my hang ups and I'm not as like I don't know what the word is. An ex-girlfriend referred to me as a prude. Um, and I think that accurately described me for a long time. Like I thought, oh no, it's bad to desire these things. And uh, now I'm just like, I'm not where I, I guess I'm not where I think I could be at some point in the future, but I'm really happy with like, I'm at so much, I'm so much more at peace with my desires, especially yeah. with sex. And the women I've been meeting this year have been helping. Not all of them have been sexual partners, but just every woman I've met this year in the context of dating or relationships has helped me to shed another layer of it. And the one I met most recently, just talking about my desires and and then acting them out with this person, it was unbelievable. You know, like I'm I'm not the type of person who wants to sleep with loads of women, but I just had a big problem with why do I like certain things? And I, I thought it was bad. And when I did it with her, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, it's not a big deal. Mate, that's, again, that's unbelievable because I know, and people who do want to hear more about that can go and listen to your any of your content, but also the interview we did, episode 102, to hear more. But 
yeah mate that's that's I think that's amazing <laughs> and I think it's also because I remember we we spoke about when you came back from, came back from Japan <laughs> on on the episode we did and I yeah. think like it's true like I'm you know relationships is, is a fascinating thing which you could probably say for another day because yeah. that could be another hour um, but yeah I'm I find that all of that very fascinating because that's a whole like world of stuff in it but especially as a man like the vagina is where you came from mm. so if you can, if you can if you can make peace with that and yeah. you can really like have a good relationship with everything that revolves around the yoni like that's a, the, a sanskrit word for it. i will talk to this guy recently he's a sacred sexual master yeah. or something and yeah man i just made so much sense since i've made peace with myself my relationships with my family have got better if your relationship with the vagina is good you're making you're you're looking at like where you entered the world from in such a different way mm. and yeah my yeah it's just been it's been such a mad journey well, well i'll probably do a whole episode on my own about it it's cool that you can even talk about this stuff yeah haven't been labeled a prude before <laughs> because yeah. like you're talking and i'm like sort of i find myself like playing with this wire like <laughs> Oh my god! We're talking about vaginas. Oh my god! You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's 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 good. I so, like what's that. your relationship like with vaginas? No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, what's your what's the thing that you've? Uh, I don't know. I've been trying to think why you've been talking, but like, I think that's something I need to think about. Like, I think you you both. Are what's the first thing that comes to mind? If I say to you now, like, what's 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 something that you've let go of this year? Um. You know what's something I've let go of a little bit this year is like, in fact, this is 100% true, is this is hard, this is semi-trivial, but like being so emotionally attached to how Everton are doing. <laughs> that's you know that's a huge mean? step though. Like that, you, yeah, but like you could look into that, couldn't you? You could like really like dissect that and, and why, like what, what what's really going on there? Let's get the armchairs. You know what I mean? Honestly, I find it fascinating. The fo- f- psychology around football fans is fascinating to me because I spent a lot of time and you could, around it. And what I mean is like you could probably replace Everton with fucking what's going on in Coronation Street or like yeah, yeah. you know you, a relationship yeah re- relationships a, of the people in a, a, oh god the relationships and what's going on with people in, in your wider family or mm, yeah. you know your friends from back in school or you know so what I'm saying is like I, I let go of being emotionally dictated to by how Everton we're doing why were you in the first place though don't know just what like what, what, what would you say because you, you've been through a similar thing because that's something you've let go of isn't it like yeah. you're a big Arsenal fan yeah you go all the home games like away games you, you spend your money on travelling to go and see them mm-hmm. for better or worse usually worse yeah at a minute <laughs> but I know you're not emotionally attached and like, you, you used to be probably didn't you yeah I'm at the games in the moment I am <laughs> of course I'm not sitting there like yeah of course you, you're a fan you want to see your team do well when yeah. you don't do well you're pissed off don't get me wrong yeah. but away from that yeah I, I think similarly I just realised like it's it's a game it's bullshit really mm. bro I've never understood this thing like I see people like getting Liverpool tattoos and stuff and I'm like I don't 
I still don't can, get it. Can that's because they're Liverpool you know fans. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know no, the, the only way I can describe it to you, right, is conversation I had when I was in Brazil when I was 18 with someone and football in Brazil is massive, yeah, right? Yeah. So one of the guys I was chatting to, I remember this conversation so vividly. This is how powerful the, what he said is because it stuck, it stuck with me this long. <laughs> he said that the only love of his life is his football team above everything anyone everything and I was like why and he was like because he was like my football team are always going to be there in my life they're always going to be there he's mm-hmm. like my mum I love her but she's not always going to be there mm-hmm. God I love God but God may not always be there for me my football team is always going to be there what? Uh, and it's, it is it's like a cult thing it's like a it's like a it's almost like a spiritual it's a, like, con- it's a constant it, yeah. it's a it's a constant it's a it's a it's a it's a safe haven it's like a it's the same. It's like a cult. It's a cult. Like, why are people so into God? Why are so people into going to church every Sunday? Why? Why are so people into being Amish or like? Why are so, some people get so into being in like the KKK? Like, I'm not. I'm not making those. Just, I'm making those comparisons in the sense of like because you become a part of something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then look, and it's, that, big, it's like bigger than you. It sounds yeah, mad, yeah, but that's yeah. that's what it is. I can definitely understand where they're coming from, but look what you're doing. You're building dependency on something yeah, that's no, outside mm, of totally. yourself. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not I'm not saying like they shouldn't do it. I'm just like their whole concept baffles me. Yeah? Like so your your wife, your mom, your, your yeah. God, but where how is that not like as, how is that not as important to you as this thing or more? Because do you know what it is? Going back to the masculinity thing, growing up as a football fan that defines you because one of the first conversations you'll have with most guys you meet is like <laughs> what team do you support isn't it it's true it'd be like what team do you support so straight away it defines you because it just does it it's just, identity it, and it puts you in it it puts you it takes you probably back to like caveman days and being in a certain a certain um, like clique of tribe yeah, tri- yeah. tribe just like a tribal thing that's it cult's probably not the right word either. it's a tribal thing that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it is and it's just it's just tribal behaviour yeah it's nothing it's nothing more but you get fully into but it but your relationship is like your relationship you need this is why I'm this is why I brought this up like that is something I have let go of and gone on top of so like you were talking about being an Arsenal fan and during the game you're like yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you're emotionally committed but as long as your relationship with it is alright like okay like um, let's equate it to like alcohol or smoking weed it's an escape mm. so if your relationship with alcohol and smoking weed is good then you can take those things as escapes yeah. and in those moments enjoy the escape yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. same thing with Everton for me like yeah. I like the escapism of Everton when they're playing in the middle of a game I'm like you know I'm loving it I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm lost in that but in the past my relationship wasn't as strong now with it like I used to there used to be the escapism of during the game then there was well after the game depending on how they did Mm. you know was which way things could go before the game like getting angry feeling like feeling literally feeling anger like blood boiling like over things you know what I mean like just got to check your relationship with it and that's yeah. that's something that also I've i think it's that I've, I've found that the more i've kind of done my own personal development and you know self-improvement journey that that has fallen away because you're you're becoming less there's less dependency in it 
in terms of making you because it, what it is you're you're there as not just as an escape you want it to make you feel good <laughs> ultimately because mm-hmm. when you win it's amazing you feel great everything's fantastic and then when you lose everything's shit so then the next time you go back because you want to see them win you're chasing the yeah. pleasure can, can of the win a really unpopular question on. don't you think it's all fixed nah come on man nah. come on man no. No. Alex Anton you're very intelligent young man please tell me that's not your real answer nah can't, it's not fucking man. hell man look at it like this the, the, fucking William Hill and all of them lot and Betfred and Ladbrokes the, bro- the lads are all broken all of that what, what's happening <laughs> they're, they're raping and pillaging the motherfucking system and saying give me all the money Everton are going to lose this week that means we can fix the odds in these ways Get, McDonald's giving us sponsorship even though it's an exercise whatever like do, do, am I am I stupid I think I think it's quite hard to fix the actual game itself because at a professional level there's no way as a professional footballer you've you strived your whole career to get if you if you turn around and said to Ronaldo I will give you 10 million pounds to throw this game he'd be like no I want to win the game I'm the best I want to win the game and professional football will have that mindset behind the scenes there might be stuff probably is stuff a lot of stuff that goes on what was that guy's name Uh, Sam Allardyce or something like that he was doing some dodgy shit yeah, yeah, that was yeah. something to do with... Um, that was his son, wasn't it? He was taking... Can't remember. Was yeah, yeah. But I think at the top level, professional level, it's very hard. But lower down in football, there's stuff that goes on, definitely. But yeah, this isn't a football podcast. So <laughs> um, I'm going to flip the question into... So what's something then you want to take forward into the next year? Ooh, i got a good one. So I'm having way more fun. Uh, from now on, fun is my highest priority. So... Uh, fun in the form of like I'm building stuff in my business that's way more easy uh, not easy but like I guess different th- ways of doing what I love already um, and I'm going to travel a lot more and doing podcasts in person starting a new thing which we're not going to talk about yet um, yeah just like way more fun I think that's something I'm focused one. on nice I like that it's good yeah I need to address the balance between um, the work that I'm doing and the 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 value that I'm getting from it, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, is it making me feel super excited? Is it giving me the the funds that I need? Yeah, that I literally need. If it's not doing one of those two things, I'm I'm, I'm going to be looking at that. Yeah, I, I'm chasing take, more. Take that a level deeper. What do you want to create for for yourself through doing that? Um. Because that's very, like, face value. Yeah, yeah. I want to, like... You know when you you get that feeling where it's, like, you're really excited and you've, you've got, you're, you like... Excited is, is the word that comes to mind at the moment, like, because you've either done something great that everyone's about to see or hear or you're about to do something that's out of your comfort zone but is sick. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I want more of that feeling. Mm. I want more of that feeling. Nice. That's what I'm after. What about you, Alex? Mine would be create more freedom in my life. In ter- and not I don't mean freedom in terms of like being free, but I mean freeing myself to have more fun, to be more creative, to do more things, to try new things, to meet new people, to whatever it is. Just what, that sense of freedom. And What would allow you to create that sense of freedom? Would allow me to create fun <laughs> it's true no it's fun like it's like a, a sense of like it's present it, it all comes down to me to, to like being more present and I think 
creating a sense of freedom for yourself ultimately brings you into the present and I think that's for me super important next year because I've mm. spent many many years of my life not doing that and I want to start creating it more so that's definitely the big one that's beautiful man thank you well guys that's been a fantastic conversation thank we have you. to do it again we've got I feel like we've got more to talk about so much more uh, so much more we should do this regularly um but yeah like for so for anyone listening who wants to find out more about you guys where can they catch you online where can they find out about your stuff session you can go first for me it's three words spoon of consciousness search that in google you'll find me everywhere i'm most active on instagram dm me if you've got a question or if you want to say hi anton me that's that's again something i'm like <laughs> i've literally had an hours worth of conversation with um sachin like just the other day like i need to be i need to i need to build a presence do you know what i mean but do you so like do you or do you think you do because that's what society deems you should be doing well yeah well it's i'm talking specifically about like tuesday night so tuesday night is just a concept at the moment it's in the vortex and it's it's basically a, my podcast production entity yeah do you know what i mean but, the, but then i'm picking holes in everything you're saying cool. <laughs> doesn't matter already exists you're already operating underneath that name yeah. as a from a business point of view and you're producing podcasts yeah so it exists but I would just yeah I just think it'd be a good idea for it to have like at least a social presence like or, social or media website. or website yeah cool nice so have to get on Wix so where can people find you then <laughs> they um, can't <laughs> no they can't really yeah. like I'm on Twitter if Too someone bad. wants to follow can't me on Twitter it's um, it is B-N-L-M-Y-O nice alright <laughs> <laughs> See, this, that, that's that's the answer to that question, isn't it? <laughs> what about you, Alex? Where can people find you? Um, I am Alex Manzi on everything. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, I think. But Instagram's where I hang out the most. And you can obviously listen to the podcast, Dream is Disease, on most. Most. Not all of them. Most. Because some don't apparently like the podcast. I don't know why. Uh, podcast platforms. Nice. Beautiful. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Gracias. So there we have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. There was many, many hilarious moments and just random offshoots of topics, but I really enjoyed it and I hope that you did. I feel like there's a lot of value in there and I hope that this new feature within the podcast, this corner is going to bring a lot of value to you as well as, you know, the in focus session and as well as the interviews that I'm going to continue to do. Hopefully we can bring some more value and some more inspiration through these discussions. So as ever, if you want to connect with me, you can hit me up on Instagram at IamAlexManzi. You know I always enjoy connecting with you guys there and continuing the conversations. So thanks again for listening. Until next time, I will see you then. Don't forget to go out there and chase your dreams. This podcast is produced by Unedited.